Welcome back to another episode of the Not Your Normal Podcast, um, brought to you by iFilm Cinemas, cinema for everyone. Um, as you know, this podcast is available to, you know, for you to listen to on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and wherever you get your podcast or listen to your podcast. Um, it's uh, the Friday episode, and I know that the last episode I put out that came out on Wednesday was a little bit out of the norm, but, uh, <clears throat> sorry, um, it was just sort of like, it was a very fresh thing for me to do. I never really get to, to do stuff like that. And you know, that sort of, you know, it's been weighing on my, my mind for a while and making, you know, life a little more difficult, keeping that sort of, that conversation inside. So, you know, putting it out for people to listen to, um, is very refreshing, very good. Um, but that's not what this episode is about. This episode's back to the normal on normal type of, you know, podcast episode I, I produce. And, um, it's one by myself. I was hoping to have Kyler on this one, but, uh, unfortunately he couldn't, you know, he couldn't show up to make it, but that's all good. Uh, like I said, in that Wednesday episode, um, the Joe Rogan approach. So no matter what the show will go on. And I'm going to do my best. Hopefully, you know, the more I do these podcast episodes by myself, the um, the better they get, the more in-depth and, you know, conversation I get into with myself for you to listen to. Uh, hopefully they get better. Uh, right now, I'm sort of still getting used to it. I've only done it, you know, a handful of times and it's all sort of new to me. So that's okay. Speaking of doing a podcast by myself. A fan favorite, Courtney, just, uh, she just snapped me. We'll respond to this. I just told her I'm recording. She's going to be like, oh my gosh, without me, something funny. I don't know. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I wanted to just, you know, do a normal episode and that's what my, my plan is to do. So I'm going to start off by saying, um, I'm going to do a little, I'm going to do a little music talk. So, I have my laptop right here next to me. It's something I normally, I wish, in all honesty, so whenever we, uh, for the cat past couple of months of uh, the podcast, I never really had my laptop by me. And, uh, uh it sort of sucks, because, you know, I like having the internet at my fingertips. Um, but I also, I guess you could say I have it on my phone too. It's just a little, you feel a little more businessy, you know, a little more sophisticated, a little more refined when you do it on your laptop, MacBook, whatever you have. I happen to have a MacBook. Um, but like I said, started off with a little music talk. So if you're not familiar, August 20th, 2016, uh, that was the re- release day of Frank Ocean's second studio album called uh, Blonde, which was teased as uh, Boys Don't Cry. And it released as Blonde on uh, August 20th, 2016, who um, Frank Ocean has a crazy, crazy, crazy fan following. He, uh, I don't know exactly what you would put his music his music, like what category it falls under. There's just something about 
his music that relates to so many people. Uh, me being one of them, I'm a massive Frank Ocean fan. Frank Ocean is number two in my favorite artist of all time list. Um, even though his music catalog is nowhere near the, it has it's not even close to the extent of some of the other artists that are super popular that are known for having giant fan followings like a, you know, a J. Cole who rarely drops or a Kendrick Lamar who rarely drops. Um, his his music has always stood the test of time. It always will, to be honest, in my in my opinion. Uh, his first studio album, Channel Orange, uh, came out July 10th in 2012. So there was a, you know, a four-year time jump in between those two. And 2016 was the release of Blonde. So it's been, you know, it's 2023. It's been seven years going on. It'll be seven years in August. Um, going on seven years since a new Frank Ocean project has uh, came out. And um, I believe the last time he released any music was in 2018. I be believe he released two singles, uh, the acoustic version of Dear April and uh Kayendo. Uh, I'm pretty sure they came out at the very end of 2018, if I'm not mistaken. But other than those two songs since that August 20, 2016, since that blonde release day, that's the only music we've heard from him. Uh, he's been on other people's projects in between those times. Um, you know, Flower Boy by Tyler, um, Igor by Tyler. Uh, Call me if you get lost by Tyler. When I say Tyler, I mean Tyler the Creator. Um, he's part of Frank Ocean's part of that whole golf wing music group started by Tyler the Creator. If you aren't familiar, um, but with all that being said, and all the the want and desire for Frank Ocean to come back, he was supposed to headline Coachella in 2020, and we all know what happened in 2020, in March of 2020, uh, COVID-19, you know, bent the world over, bent the world over a barrel and showed them the 50 states. And, you know, there was no Coachella. There was no music festivals. There, was, there wasn't any touring for artists. And, you know, that sort of, um, if I had to guess, that sort of put a, a damper on what anyone who had music hopes that year to release because the whole point, especially for independent artists, which most artists go that route. Now you don't make money off of anything other than, you know, you're touring. That's where you get a, a bulk of your money from. And without that, without being able to tour, you don't make as much money as you could. So I believe that's why we didn't hear from him then. And then in, uh, at the end of 2020, uh, his brother Ryan, Frank Ocean's brother Ryan, and uh, he died in a car wreck at the end of 2020, which I believe that halted the process of releasing music even more, which is completely understandable. And I'm not one of the fans who's like, you know, release music anyway. No, I completely understand. I didn't. I don't think he should have released music, even if you know, if he didn't want to, if he didn't feel like it was right, if the death of his brother held him back from doing so. You know, I completely understand and I stand with that decision. But with all that being said, 
the greatest news of 2023 is that Frank Ocean is headlining Coachella this year in April. And why is that good news is, you know, why is that good news is to headline Coachella. One, you have to be a massive artist. Frank Ocean checks that box. Two, you have to have like sort of an extensive catalog or something that can run, you know, to headline. That's an hour, hour and a half set that you're on stage. And in all honesty, if I'm pretty sure if you put the runtime of Blonde and Channel Orange next to each other, it might, oh, it might not even be an hour and a half. So, going back to why that's a positive thing. Well, I told you Courtney was gonna. I told you Courtney was gonna message me. Let's see what she said. I'll get back one sec. Actually, speaking of Courtney, uh, I'll get back to this in a second. Um, I didn't get to say it on the episode I put out on Wednesday, and I haven't got to say it yet. But um, I would just like any person who listens to the podcast, if you know Courtney or have her on any social media platforms whatsoever, I would like for you to give her like a round of applause because Courtney. I can't put into words how thankful I am for Courtney to be a part of the, the podcast Um, is really odd because me and Kyler started it, me and him, then he left and me and Jarrett did it. And then he left, but while me and Jarrett did it, you know, Courtney who I've known my whole life, basically she, you know, she came on once as a guest and she did, you know, Courtney's inherently a quiet person, but she did really well. And she, you know, she gelled really well in the, the, the podcast space. And then she came back for another episode and then another episode. And then, you know, not long after that, she became a regular and added a new dimension to the podcast that I don't think that me or anyone else who steps on the podcast can bring which brings a whole new set of eyes and ears to the podcast. Um, a whole new demographic, you know, just a whole new world to the podcast that I could have never brought. Jared could have never brought anyone who gets on the podcast could have ever brought. So, um, I would just like to put that out into the world that, uh, I'm super thankful for Courtney. I know she, isn't on an episode you know isn't on this episode but she will definitely be on future episodes there's no doubt in my mind um she has to be on one you know and um yeah i just wanted to say that but going back to the frank ocean thing why is it a good thing that he's headlining is to me in my musical opinion which i think of myself as a pretty major music person i would say music and movies go hand in hand with me if uh if i had to choose one of the two to get rid of i would have a hard time choosing but i don't think i could function without music music's a really hard thing to let go of um but in my opinion i think the reason for it's a good reason for him headlining coachella is because new music is on the way 
that's what I honestly think. You know, Coachella's in April. I think it's the middle, the middle week and third week, uh, third weekend of April, and he's headlining both Sundays. And I think if you, if I had to put some money on it, we would get a new project from Frank Ocean either. You know, a couple weeks before, a week before, a close time before, or very soon afterwards. But he would debut the music at Coachella if that was the case. I think the if I was in his shoes, I would release the music ahead of time because that gives, you know, his Frank Ocean fans are diehards. There are people that are going to listen to the songs over and over again, even if they only have a week to learn them. They'll know all the words by the time they show up to the performance that will be at Coachella. I personally, as a fan, would love sooner rather than later, but my hopes are very high that he will be dropping music this year around Coachella time, um, which will be in April, Um, hopefully Maybe late February, uh, maybe uh, late February, early early March, late March, uh, late June, middle June, any you know anywhere this year. I would be to be completely honest. I'd be happy. I'm not even gonna can't even cap about it. I'd be over the moon happy just to hear new Frank Ocean music. Frank Ocean music to me is something that I listen to, which a lot of people find this very odd. When I'm getting ready to play basketball or do anything that requires like a physical physical exertion, whether it be basketball, um, working out, whatever the case, when you want to be at your most like amped up, I'm the exact opposite. I love listening to slow music, especially when I'm getting ready to play basketball um, or like shooting around or getting ready to play anything like that and a lot of people find that odd because you know you think a lot of people like you they would think they want to be you know super amped up hyped up get them going get their adrenaline pumping i'm the exact opposite because i enjoy being calm i feel like when i'm calm nothing's rushed nothing's overthought i'm not trying too hard i'm not going 110 percent. i'm just going 100 percent, a steady even pace I'm doing what I want, how I want to do it, very flowy, very fluid, and nothing's, you know, nothing's forced. It's all, it comes natural when I'm listening to slower music, and Frank Ocean, for me, is something that I can listen to every day when I'm trying to feel that, like, peace and that calmness. I don't know, that's, I don't know, it's a a weird take. Some people may agree with it, some people may not. I completely understand where... People like to listen to the more harder hip-hop slash bass-heavy rap to get them amped up, get their adrenaline going. That makes 100% you know, complete sense. Um, and I'm not knocking anyone who's like that. Just me personally, my preference is slower music. I tend to throw on my basketball playlist. I think I have a basketball playlist right now. I'm going to go over it, actually. Let's see here. Yeah, I do have a basketball playlist. I have a basketball playlist, and the uh, image of it is Kobe Bryant winning his third championship. So a couple of songs on this thing are like, um, I have a lot of Brent Fayez, who, if you know who Brent Fayez is, you'd understand. Um, 
Childish Gambino, um, some slower Drake stuff, some Kanye, like older Kanye, like graduation or late registration Kanye. Um, Frank Ocean, I have a ton of Frank Ocean in here. I have a lot of Ed Sheeran. Um, just artists like that, that have that weird, that, that, that calming. And it doesn't have to be R&B or singing. Uh, it can be rap, but that slower, melodic type musical styling. Um, I have a lot of Travis Scott from Rodeo, the, his album Rodeo, on there as well. It's more psychedelic. It's very slow and peaceful. Um, speaking of Travis Scott, apparently his album is coming very soon as well, called Utopia. I've been waiting on that album for a while now. Um, I think that album will be fantastic. There's not much to know about Travis Scott's Utopia album. Um, so only time will tell on when that comes out. But I have a question. It's like a question to the masses. You know what's super popular on YouTube or in general right now? It's reaction videos. And... I never was a big fan of reaction videos, but I recently have been in this like reaction video type space where I've watched a bunch of people react to music because it's super interesting hearing other people's opinions. You feel almost personalized with them when they have the same take as you. Like a couple I listen to are Sean C turning the tables and John Denton. Those are my, you know, top three that I watch when I'm trying to, you know, watch some music reactions or when new albums come out, I always listen to the album first, front to end, front to back for my own opinion of it. I go back and listen to the songs in bits and pieces that I really enjoyed. And I try to give the songs that I didn't really like a full second listen to get the full landscape of the song. And sometimes that changes my opinion and sometimes it doesn't like the most recent case is on Drake's latest project with 21 Savage called uh, her loss. There's a song on there called Jumbotron shit popping. Now, when I first heard that song, it really didn't speak to me. I didn't feel that one. I didn't, you know, it didn't pass the vibe check with me, but I'm a big, big like person when it comes to visuals visuals and music to me go hand in hand because that is sort of my my movie brain kicking in there's something super special and i'll try to describe this in the best way possible but there's something super cool and different and special when you know when you're watching a movie and they have a scene that has a, a has music in the background that it fits so well and even if, even if the scene wasn't, you know, a master class scene, it wasn't like the greatest scene you've ever seen before. The score, a.k.a. the music playing during that scene fit the elements of what was going on so well. It melted, welded, meshed together so beautifully that it was just stuck in your mind. That's what sort of that's where my mind goes. So when I went to. Austin recently that um, I'm a big city kid and there was something I think you know I get to Austin Austin's a big city in Texas you know um, and traffic is crazy so when I'm pulling up and you know I'm in downtown Austin it's the 
beginning of December. It's not hot, but it's not cold. It's a smooth, you know, 60 degrees outside, 50 degrees outside. I'm, I rolled the windows down and it's nighttime and that song comes on. And when I was getting, you know, overviewing, just looking around, being aware of the, my surroundings while driving, that song comes on and the melody and just the, the music, the, the, the musicality of it just fit the way I felt in that moment while driving, just looking over the cityscape. And instantly that song became something, something completely different to me. It was very odd. And that happens to me all the time. It's just my first time ever speaking about it. Um, so that was my example. Like her loss, the Jumbotron shit popping. That song did not stick out to me at first. And it took a while for it to stick out to me. But now when I go look back on that album and go re-listen to that album or songs from that album, that song Jumbotron shit popping is steady in my rotation of daily, not daily or weekly listens because it, it just feels different to me now. When I hear it, it's a, I get a different feeling than what I did when I first listened to it. And that works both ways with songs that I super enjoyed on first listen or second listen. And then the more and more I listen to it, I just don't feel the, you know, I just don't feel the same. An example of that is Snooze off SZA's recent album, which if you haven't listened to SZA's new album, go listen to it. It's fantastic. But the song Snooze was my favorite out song on that album. And I don't know. I guess I, you know, you can play things out. But I try my hardest not to ever do that. I keep a steady rotation and healthy rotation of music in my catalog at all times. But one day snooze just didn't hit me and I let the, the let the, the track list play on and the song Ghost in Mo- Ghost in the Machine hit me in a different way listening to it that day. And now that's my favorite song on the album. Snooze is still a top song off on that album in my opinion, but it doesn't sound the same to me anymore. So, I don't know, music's a weird thing. You, I can If you get me talking about music, um, recently Carson, guy, uh, Carson, who we went to, he go, plays intramural basketball at Austin College. He's a hooper. Um, yeah, he's a bucket. He's solid. Um, me and him and Colby got into this big music talk outside uh, at my car a couple weeks ago. Also, shout out Colby. He just started at uh, SFA. Uh, so, you know, going off to college for the first time. So big S slash O to him. Uh, good luck. Think you'll do great there. So it's a very good. That's a good thing. It's a win. So, but yeah, no, we got into this, you know, music conversation at my car a couple weeks ago. And that's sort of why this whole music selection or section of the podcast came about is because of that conversation I had with Carson and Colby outside of my car at 1.30 in the morning on a Wednesday or whatever day it was. But, uh, yeah, music's crazy. But that's my music take. Um, sports are... I haven't really paid attention to sports recently. You know, I watched the World Cup and I'm currently wearing a Lionel Messi t-shirt because he's the GOAT, obviously. But I haven't paid too much attention to sports recently. I think the NBA, first of all, the NBA is not important until after the All-Star break. Every NBA season, you know who's going to tank. You know who's going to be 
not good. You know who might be in the play-in, and you know who's going to run the division or the conference. You know those. You know the teams. It's pretty much always the same names, give or take three or four teams every year that sort of surprise you or disappoint you. Basketball season really doesn't start until after the Super Bowl because that's around all-star break, and that's when the season in basketball really matters. That's when the teams that tank to get the get a high pick, a high pick, that's when they tank for real. And the teams that want a good seeding in the playoffs, that's when they actually start to play to get a good, you know, get home advantage in the playoffs. That's the whole point of being, you know, playing. You want to get home advantage because when you have home advantage, you have a better chance of winning. In the NFL, um, I'm. If you've ever listened to previous episodes, you know that personally, I. DGAF about the NFL. Um, granted, I understand what I understand everything about the NFL. I played football my whole life, and I pay attention to it, just not like people in Texas do. I think if you let a sport consume your whole identity, you're an idiot. Um, or anything consume you. If you're if your whole identity is oh I'm an NFL fan, you have a problem. Just like. Anything that consumes your identity, I think you have a serious problem. You got to get that checked out. Don't know who you go to to get that checked out, but unless you're trying to pursue that as a career, if your whole identity is basketball and you're trying to, you know, pursue a career in the basketball space, all power to you. I hope it works. Same with anything, you know, that goes with all topics and categories. If that is your identity and you are trying to pursue that as a career, all power to you. I wish you nothing but the best and, you know, good luck to you. But if you're someone who has no probable cause, no probability of becoming a NBA coach, NBA player, hell, even a G League player or coach, even a college player or coach, and your whole identity, you know, your whole identity is knowing every stat from every player from the Oklahoma City Thunder. You gotta do something different, my guy. I'm sorry, my brother in Christ. You got a problem. Um, I'm a giant basketball fan. I love Shea Gilgis Alexander from the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think Josh Giddy is fire. I think Chet Holmgren will be a decent NBA player. Lou Dort is good. I just named you four out of 12 players on Oklahoma City Thunder. I guarantee you 15 people. You can't name 15 people that can do that. That's my example of me being an NBA fan. And I love basketball to death. It's my favorite sport. But it's not my identity. But with that being said, the NFL is not my favorite sport. I don't enjoy watching the NFL. I do not enjoy watching NFL games. I can watch NFL games, and it's not like I'm, you know, some idiot who doesn't know what's going on when I'm watching NFL games. I just think the pace of the NFL is too slow for me. That's just my personal opinion and preference. The reason I enjoy watching basketball so much is because the pace is it's rapid. There is no play calling in between. There is no play clock to start, you know. There's a shot clock, but it's everlasting. It's always going. In the NFL, it's first and 10, right? You run a play. Uh, incomplete pass, okay? You huddle up. 
that's another 15 seconds. You get to the line, that's another five. And all that added up, you know, over four 15-minute quarters, that's a lot of extra time wasted of just watching doing nothing. Rather than basketball, where you have, once the tip-off goes, that ball's, that clock doesn't stop moving until a timeout, foul, or any other reason for the, you know, the, the clock to stop. And I, that's why I enjoy watching basketball so much. And even if the, even if, even with that, you know, that sport, I don't watch it all the time. And I think it's because I've played basketball my whole life. So the, the thrill of watching it isn't as, you know, it's not as the nuance of basketball isn't there for me anymore. Don't get me wrong. I still love to play basketball during the week. I'm still play basketball to be competitive when I do play, but the nuance and freshness of basketball isn't the same for me anymore. But when it goes to something like golf, which is odd because people are going to think I'm crazy, but when golf's on, I love watching golf. And I think it's because it's something that I know that I'll probably never be able to do at the level of someone who is considered to be like, you know, a good golfer. And to me, a good golfer is someone who consistently shoots under par. I do not think I'll ever get to that point because I do not have the time to put in the work to get to that point. And I know that, and I'm okay with it. I love playing golf. I'm a better golfer than most people I know. That's just, I'm not being braggadocious or cocky or arrogant. That's just facts. That's just factual. And it's not because of physical ability or anything like that. It's just my understanding of what the sport is and how to do it. Like, um, for example, a couple of years ago, I went golfing with my friends Peyton and Eli, and I was stuck behind a tree and with very low-hanging branches, and I needed to get up on the green to even come close to scoring the same as Eli on that hole, who, who was on the green in three, on a par four so you know he's putting for par and if he misses he's got a he got a bogey and for someone who doesn't play golf for any reason other than just pure enjoyment that's very good i me someone who's played golf for a couple of years i've never really been in that predicament before but i remembered back to a video i watched of tiger woods talking about how to get out of certain situations how to hold the club, where to stand over the ball, stuff like that. And that part of that part of, you know, sports or anything sort of comes natural to me. I enjoy the process of learning how to do stuff like that. And I my mind just works that way. So I can see something, I can replicate it. Probably not to the best of, you know, the people I saw do it abilities, but I'm can pre- get pretty damn close. So that's the reason why I love watching golf. It's just different. It's new. Same reason when I, I love watching UFC slash boxing. That's something I'll never do. I'm just going to go out and say it. I'm, I'm never going to do that. And that's why it piques my interest so much. Watching these guys, these freak athletes, you know, who drain their bodies for months and months and weeks and weeks on end to make a weight and then get into a octagon slash boxing ring and watching their mind work is crazy. Like, for example, Israel Adesanya, 
the last style bender. He's a former middleweight champion in the UFC who's known as the greatest striker of all time. My man has like 115 wins and five losses in his whole combat sports history. Let like for real, let that sink in. That stat, that statistic is crazy, and I'm not exactly sure, but I know I'm pretty damn close. And when you watch him fight, as you know, a pure striker, or as they say, the greatest striker of all time, watching his mind work, watching him study his his opponent. Okay, he picks up on when he throws a when he throws a right, you know, his jab. If he's fighting a southpaw, southpaw orthodox. If you're southpaw. Your left hand is cocked back. If you're orthodox, your right hand. Basically, left hand, right hand. If he's fighting a southpaw, he, you know, he he's watching, he's studying. Okay, this guy, when he throws his jab, he tends to step out. And when he steps out like that, the left hook's coming. So if I time that right and I pull counter that, I know his the top of his left of his head is going to be open for a counter right hand. Or when I throw a fake kick or a low kick and he thinks it's going high he tends to dip his head to the right oh okay i picked up on that so i'm going to throw five leg kicks and a couple body kicks in there so the next time after that he thinks i'm throwing a leg a leg or body kick he leans his head over which is now exposed i'm actually going to wrap that thing you know around the top and whip it over the top of his his guard and hit him in the head with it like that, that whole the whole process of watching these guys at the best of their abilities is super interesting to me, and that's why I like watching the these type of sports. Same with football, and when I say football, I mean soccer for you Americans out there. And I don't know, super interesting. But with all that being said, I know I went off on a tangent about like sport interests and stuff. But with all that being said, uh, the play in uh, the playoffs have started in the nfl and i cannot wait to watch the cowboys and the buccaneers play each other mainly because i am a tom brady fan second i'm not a cowboys fan third everyone i know is a cowboys fan fourth tom brady has never lost against the cowboys he is seven and zero in his entire career and five tom brady in the playoffs is different so i'm very excited to give my mom a call after the cowboys lose to the tampa bay buccaneers even though the Cowboys have been playing great football this season, something will happen. And if they if they win, I'll be the first to admit I was wrong. But if you've listened to this show through and through, you know I don't get sport predictions on here wrong. I'm pretty sure I'm batting one. I'm batting 1.000. If you don't understand that reference, it's a baseball reference, which meaning I've never missed. I'm always correct, is what I'm saying. But we'll see. This episode comes out on Friday. Um, so and I believe the game is on Sunday, so we'll find out. We'll see. Um, I'm very excited to watch that game, though. And then lastly, but not least, um, if you're a fan of combat sports whatsoever, uh, uh, KSI, JJ Alatawanji, the YouTuber, is fighting FaZe Temper, a member of the FaZe Clan, the gaming clan, on Saturday, I believe. Uh, it's not a fight I'm super interested in, but I do enjoy... I, it's a guilty pleasure of mine, that whole YouTube boxing thing. 
I do enjoy watching those for some odd reason. They just pique my interest. I can't tell you why. Um, but they do. Uh, KSI was supposed to be fighting Dylan Dennis this Saturday, but Dylan Dennis dropped out of the fight and Faze Temper stepped in on short notice. Um, if you would like my opinion, I think KSI is going to easily beat him with no hesitation. I think it's a second round KO. And the only reason I'm giving Faze Temper the second round is because of his height and length. I think that is something KSI will have to sort of figure out in the first round, but we'll see. And that's my, you know, my sort of my last topic to talk about. That's my last prediction episode for the episode, I guess. But yeah, hopefully on Tuesday, I'm in all honesty, I'm really trying to get Kyler on here. I think I miss having Kyler on this podcast. I think Kyler brings a different dynamic than anyone. I don't think anyone will ever match what Kyler brought. And I know Kyler's not ever going to be a continuous co-host ever again. That's not a possibility. I personally won't let that happen. But I am going to try to get Kyler on more episodes more frequently. I think he brings a certain oomph to the show that no one else on this planet can mimic or copy. So, hopefully on Tuesday, you'll get the classic what up line from Kyler and... uh We'll have a great episode. I'm very proud of myself. I actually did a 40-minute episode by myself. So, see you on Tuesday. Actually, that's not true. Don't cut this off yet. Um, Last topic, actually. For those who are fans of the show, um, February 1st, so in three weeks, February 1st, we'll have our Not Your Normal Podcast Valentine's Day merch for sale for February 1st through the 14th, which is Valentine's Day. I'm doing sweat. We're doing, we have sweaters and hoodies. Um, we're in the process of getting, uh, of setting up a production shoot, uh, photo shoot, video shoot to show off the Valentine's Day line. Um, so expect that very soon. But this is like a you know a little early remi- reminder. Uh, sweaters are going to be twenty dollars. Hoodies are going to be twenty five dollars. Um, I think these are better than the ones I did last year, hands down. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Follow me on Instagram at iFilmAaron. On TikTok at NYMP underscore Aaron. Add me on PlayStation at NYMP underscore Aaron. And uh, yeah, that's where, you know, TikTok and Instagram, you'll find the the merch stuff. It'll have all the links and all sorts of, you know, all the things to buy it. So... Yeah, cop this one. This is by far the best line of merch the NYMP has produced in a very long time. With that being said, I will see you on Tuesday. I'm out.